I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to an all-new Nerd Alert. The whole gang's back together. Jump for joy, everybody. Yay! Clap your hands. We're all here this week. Yes, the family's back together, and we're here to bring you one of our specialty shows for our, boys. I don't know if you know this, our 150th episode. Wow. Yeah. Sesquitennial, sesquintennial, sasquatchennial. Don't hurt yourself, kid. Yeah, yeah. Sasquatch testicles. Sasquatch testicles. Yeah. This is our Sasquatch testicle show. Yeah, that's the the new episode title. Uh, We couldn't think of a better way to celebrate our 150th episode than by doing one of our favorite recurring segments, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. You know what it is because you clicked on the thumbnail, but welcome. To Urbanization, the Princess Bride Edition. And here to help us recast a hypothetical remake of the Princess Bride in modern age. Welcome to the bridge, the man who keeps the nerd in the top nerdy to me network. He's here to learn you something, whether you want to or not. Ladies and gentlemen, Commander Scott. Helicopter. Pineapple. <laughs> Lamp. <laughs> Turtle? If, if I was to ask you to break down the word helicopter into its root components, how do you break down helicopter? Heli. Uh huh. Meaning, meaning heli. And meaning copter. Copter. Meaning copter. Meaning copter. Yeah. No, it's actually heliocop and tur, which in ancient Greek translates to get to the chopper. <laughs> Actually, you're not entirely wrong. <laughs> helicopter does not break down into heli and copter. It breaks down to helico, which means spiral, and ter, which means to have wings, as in pterodactyl, which is Ter- a duck with wings. Pterodactyl? Pterodactyl? No, like no, that's the movie that's... I watched on Tubi? So that's the sci-fi channel movie. <laughs> no. But yeah, yeah. So quick, simple nerd fact. Uh, it does not break down into helicopter. It's helico and tur. What about the P? Pater. Pater. 
like within the perturbed. No, like pterodactyl. Yeah. It's yeah. a perturbed helioco. Do you know why you can't perturbed. hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? They're dead? Because he is, is silent. silent. What if they're pooping? Uh, every poopy time is a pee-pee time, but not every pee-pee time is a poopy time. Poop isn't silent. Okay. All right, then. Finishing out this terrible trio, he is the Brute Squad. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps via a DeLorean, it's the Doc. As you wish. Thank you, Wesley. It's beautiful. You keep using this word. I don't think it means what you think it means. One of the worst, worst voiceover loops in movie history. Oh, when he's falling down the hill. Falling down the hill. Yet there's no, eh, eh, eh. He's just a nice, even, you know, thing that he's got. His voice isn't getting higher or lower because his, you know, mouth is rotating toward you and away from you. We so have it, to make sure the audience can hear what he's saying. Right, so it's it should be more like point. should be more like. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a little better. Son yeah. of a god, motherfucker! <laughs> damn it! He'll keep well, going. A goddamn. We can we can we can include that in our our remake, which we're here to discuss today. Uh, so, yeah, in case this is your first time doing an urbanization, here's how this works. We are putting ourselves in the hypothetical situation of being casting directors for, again, a purely hypothetical remake of The Princess Bride. If we remade it today, who would you cast in the key roles? Um, That's what we're going to discuss today. Those key roles being in no particular order. Let me know if I ever forgot anybody. The grandpa, the grandson, Wesley slash Dread Pirate Roberts, Princess Buttercup, Vizzini, Fezzik, and Nigo Montoya. Uh, Hupperdink, Miracle Max and Wife, and Count Rugen, aka the Six Fingered Man. Did I leave anybody out? Okay, just want to make sure I had the list. So, the now again, it's urbanization. So, somewhere on this list, Carl fucking Urban has to appear. That's about the long and short of it. Well, just just from my point of view, um, I'm not recasting the grandfather and the grandson. Okay. Because you know what? Screw them. They don't need to be in this damn movie. That whole him reading a book thing just needs to go right out the window and let's just do the fantasy movie itself. I don't need this extra father-son, grandfather-son moment that keeps interrupting my movie with, with, is this going to be more kissing? I don't need that. Just screw that. Let's let's just do a straight damn fantasy movie. Show me on the doll or Fred Savage touched you. (laughs) Okay, no, hey, bold pitch. I like it, Scott. Um, Well, I think my co-host may disagree with you, though. Jay? Well, I was going to say, do you you want to start with the grandpa and the grandson? Yes, I need to do them together because I have a pitch, but it's a package deal. Okay. If you want to fire off, go ahead. Sure. Scott, I don't disagree with you, uh, and I think you could make a version work like that. However... Uh, that's ingrained in my head. So here's the deal. I'll should I come up with okay, because the grandpa kind of serves as the narrator. So who has a voice I would want to hear throughout the movie kind of narrating the tale? Okay. Assignment number one. Assignment number two, you've got the the grandkid who's there to interrupt 
uh, you know, during the kissy parts and whatnot. And uh, those two have to have a good relationship together. And because their scenes are all together, they're kind of, you know, a separate part from the rest of the film. So, and trying to come up with, okay, he was an older actor who was old enough to play a believable grandpa, has a voice you want to listen to throughout the film. And then I was trying to pitch to, okay, well, who would they have chemistry with? Because, like, the, you know, the grandson and grandpa playing off each other. That's, that's what I was trying to go for. And I had a few choices, and then lightning struck. And I think this might win Scott back a little bit. So first of all, older actor, distinguished gentleman, great voice. You you listen to him. I am going to cast as my grandpa because he's not too old for this shit. Danny Glover. Mm. And in the role of the grandson, you know, it doesn't make sense, but I want to see it. Donald Glover. Oh yeah, his son. Yeah, that, that would that would work. Yeah. Not his son. Yeah, father-son duo as the grandfather and son. Yeah. I know Donald Glover is an actor in his 30s, but damn it, I don't care. I think that'd be hilarious. And that's my pitch. He's a grown-ass man, but he's sick and home from work, and granddad comes over to read him the story. Nice. That's my pitch. Um, I'm going to sell you both of mine at the same time as well. Okay. So like you, I was like, okay, I need a grandpa. I want somebody that's going to be easy to listen to. And then I, my original choice, I changed um, to another person. But anyway, I was like, okay, for the grandpa, somebody older that I enjoy listening to that could pull off sort of the, like, stopping and starting of the story. Like, oh, you're, I need to, you maybe you just need a break from this. So for my grandpa, Jeff Bridges. Ooh. So, because I think he can pull that off. Um. I'd like to listen to him. Who doesn't like the dude? Um, I hate the dude. Really? I can't stand that movie. Oh. All right. Finn? Flynn? I mean, Flynn? Flynn? Flynn. Flynn? From Tron. Tron? Uh, yeah, he's all right. Okay. Uh, so then I, I was, like, trying to think of, okay, I need a grandkid, grandson. I'm like, you know what? Let's let's flip the script. So instead of grandson, I went with granddaughter. And for the granddaughter, McKenna Grace. I I, I mean, yeah, I, I would love it. I think she would. Well, maybe not so much right now. From five years ago, McKenna Grace. <laughs> yes, yes. Ghostbusters Afterlife circa McKenna Grace would definitely pull that off. <clears throat> um. Because, you know, I mean, it's no 30-year-old Donald Glover, but. Still wearing pajamas, still yeah. watching cartoons, the room decorated exactly the same as it is in the original movie. <laughs> well, very, it's very uh, Deadpool-ish. Very, yeah, a little bit. So while I have no desire to recast the grandfather and grandson, because I don't think that element actually even needs to be in the movie. I do agree that we do need a narrator because there are narration points in the movie and just that narrator. We don't need the context of where the narrator comes from. There's plenty of movies out there that just have a narrator. And you know what? No one's ever been. Who's the narrator? Why do I need to see a narrator to set up a narrator? But I did have a narrator idea in mind, you know, because we still need that element. Um, no grandson because, you know, there's no kid. Um, but I kind of wouldn't mind Mark Hamill to be the narrator. 
I'll, I'll never say no to Mark Hamill. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I, I could I could see him narrating this just fine and getting getting the humor in it, you know, because you need you need somebody not only the 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 that can do a narration voice that you want to listen to, and Mark Hamill has proved that people want to listen to him. Um, but I I think his you know he he can he can accentuate the uh, uh, the humorous aspects of the story uh, and stuff. And give us just that little bit of uh, vocal context that uh, one would need. But yeah, I, I would I would go with Mark Hamill. I would listen to that all day. For narrator, not grandfather. But narrator, got it. Narrator, got it. Okay. All right. Okay. Trucking right along, then the big one, boys. Wesley, aka the Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, digitally de-aged Mark Hamill. Um, <laughs> not <laughs> the Princess Bride with nothing but Mark Hamill. Nothing. Mark, but Mark Hamill in every every aspect of the movie. I've heard worse ideas. Princess Buttercup. Mark Hamill. Put Mark a wig on him. Yeah. <laughs> Fezzik. Just put him on stilts. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark One Hamill. Mark Hamill. Princess Bride. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Featuring Mark Hamill and featuring featuring Mark Yoda Hamill. as Miracle Max. <laughs> yes, A thousand times yes. Uh, <laughs> good Frank Oz. Root squad, you are. <laughs> um, okay, I had a bunch of names written down. This was kind of tough because originally I was locked into uh, the original casting. Um, that has just popped out of my head now. Carrie Elways. Thank you. God bless. Um, and I was just sort of trying to recast that dreamy, young, blonde, suave, swashbuckler kind of role. Um, and then I, 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 I threw them all out because a name popped up on my list um, that this person has the uh, the the charisma to carry the role. He's dreamy AF. Uh, it, it's a, against type a bit and that he doesn't fit the mold of the original character but at the same time totally fits the mold of the original character and can definitely handle fight scenes and cool action choreography and um, could maybe even handle directing this project because he's shown some chops in that arena as well so my kind of left field casting um, sort of like with Jay flipping the script on the grandson um, flipping the script a little bit on, on the, the mold of Wesley Michael B. Jordan. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Creed. Ah. From the Creed movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, Killmonger from Black Panther. <clears throat> the best uh, part of the entire uh, Looney Tunes uh, Space Jam sequel. So when was it? Sylvester is all, hey guys, look, I found Michael Jordan. And Michael B. Jordan walks in. It's the only time I laughed that entire movie. I haven't seen the remake because don't I, just don't. I don't hate it, John. I don't hate that pick. That's actually it is left field, but it's not. yeah. It, it takes you a second to wrap your head around because it doesn't. Because like originally, I, ha- I had like Ryan Gosling and Taron Taron Edgerton. Uh, I was going for that young blonde suave kind of, and I was like, you know, no, that, that that's his name popped up, and I was like, oh, you know what, no. That would be awesome. So, um, 
I don't know. I, I, in my head, I keep I keep basically seeing uh, uh, hate monger in that like his hate monger. Killmonger. 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 I keep seeing like that that attitude, that acting, in, in, and I'm like, okay. Uh, eh? I mean, I'm not saying he would play it that way, obviously, but that's just what my head is. I could see some of that swagger coming in once he comes back up as the Dread Pirate Roberts. Because that's the thing is you've got to be able to nail the timid quiet farm boy and then come back as the dread pirate roberts you got out there hell that dual role kind of thing um again he's 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 not the typecast for the character but i wanted to go a little off field so i also had i had a hard time with wesley um i filled a lot of my other characters first and then i was like okay i need somebody that when they're clean shaven, because that's kind of what they did with Carrie Elways, is like he had clean shaven face, young, and then he came back with a mustache. So I'm like, okay, who can we shave clean to make look young and then maybe give them facial hair? Maybe not necessarily just a mustache, but also maybe a beard. So I'm like, who looks good without a beard and with a beard? Who can deliver like deadpan sarcasm? Uh, and can also like I'm thinking about the the giant fencing scene with Inigo, like delivering lines like I you know I'm I also have a secret I am not left-handed you know like that. So um, the person I fell on was uh, Chris Pine. I can't. He popped up in my head too, honestly, because um, he's. If you're going for that 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 classic Wesley type, yeah, he's he's fucking perfect. Especially if you've seen uh, Dungeons and Dragons, where he's just charm and charisma for days because he's the bard. Um, so that's my yeah. That's who I went with. That's who I ended on yeah. because I thought him as Wesley will go well with my Buttercup that I picked. That's kind of the thing. He kind of had to cast those two together. Yeah. So I thought the. When we get to Buttercup, I think these two would play out well with each other. And I I can't think of anything they've been in together. But then again, my movie knowledge is not a plethora. So, but anyway, Chris Pine is Wesley. I love Chris Pine. Um, uh, I, I've loved him and everything I've seen him do thus far, which is basically Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I did see the Dungeons and Dragons movie. His, you know, his performance and stuff in that wasn't wasn't bad at all. I mean, uh, I have issues with that movie, but not with the performances uh, and stuff. But uh, yeah, I could I could see him as uh, definitely as the role of Wesley. I, I think, like you said, he could he could bring out the um, uh, that uh, that deadpan kind of uh, snarkiness. I guess can you have deadpan snarkiness? I don't know. He does. I think. I think in the original it is. Yeah. But yeah, I could. Uh, I could go for that. That'd be fine. What do you got, Scott? Well, I don't know. Um, you all may think this is weird. I. I don't know. I don't know if he could pull it off. I don't know if he's too old now, or what. Uh, definitely a few years ago, uh, you could have. But once again, I haven't seen him in anything recently, so I don't know where he's at and what he looks like and all that good stuff but i was thinking tom felton definitely left field yeah i was thinking tom felton uh partly because i I like him as an actor um uh, and i think since he was in um 
Uh, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, that that thing. Since he was in that, he kind of got typecast in several things as the 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 dick, the douche, and stuff. And 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 I definitely think he could play against that uh, and and stuff. And but a but a little bit of that, like a, if if you if you took his Draco Malfoy, of course, and, and well, and every other dickish character he played after that. Uh, and and toned it down to like maybe a two, you know. Then you could get a little bit, you know, that. What, has he popped up on your rewatch of the Flash yet? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I just finished season three. Yeah. Yeah. So playing a completely different character from from Malfoy in that, and I think nailing it. Like he's he's very nice, sympathetic kind of character in that. Well, he starts out very much the dick, but then well, yeah, he, he but then he gets a character arc, and and, and everything. So yeah, um, but but yeah, I was well, I was yeah, I was watching Flash yesterday, and of course, just had this rolling in the back of my mind. I'm like, you know, yeah. But but once again, that was 2017. Him, still be too old now. Or... According to TikTok, he looks pretty much the same as he did when he did Flash. So no, I yeah, again, not something that would have popped in my head automatically, but I don't I don't hate it. That, that could work. Yeah, certainly so, give him something to dig his teeth into. I think it would be fun. Well, all right, then. The other half of our main romantic duo, Buttercup, soon-to-be Princess Buttercup. Also a very important role. Buttercup. Has to be sympathetic, has to be a damsel in distress, but not be annoying. Has to be, you know, charming and and all that good stuff. So, yeah, a little, little... Little, little tough to cast this one. My mind locked onto one person, and I could not shake this person from my head, so I just wrote them down because they popped up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, maybe." And I kept going back and forth, but I couldn't think of anybody else. Um, part of that being, I'm kind of locked into um, Robin Wright or Robin Wright Penn or whatever her name is now uh, from the original. So I basically was just like, "Okay, if you're going to cast that exact character again today, who would you go with?" Um, so I went with someone who can handle the comedy, who can handle the physicality, who can handle the being charming. Uh, the comedy certainly is an important part. Um, someone who's shown a lot of amazing range as an actor uh, throughout her career. Jennifer Lawrence. I could see that. I could definitely see her playing uh, Princess Buttercup. Again, I was very locked into Robin Wright in that performance. And like... Yeah. I couldn't shake that, so I was just like, all right, don't fight it. So that's what I went with. The gorgeous blonde who can do comedy in action. Yeah. That's what I got. I am jiggy with it. Not I terrible. I, I don't know. You don't know. I know. There's a, like, I, I'm I was not like, 100% sold on it, but I mean. What do you got, Jay? Yeah. Um, so I I was also thinking about like the idea of doing the comedy, but also I feel like Buttercup has sort of like a what's the word a naivete. Uh huh. She's kind of naive, you know. Doesn't understand. Okay. You know, she, I feel like she's sort of like out of it for part of the movie, and yeah, you still need to do comedy, but I think she's more like the straight shooter. So I was trying to get that. Uh, and this person popped into my head and I was like, okay, yeah, they can do comedy. And I feel like they would really, I feel like they would lock this up. Um, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. 
I gotta go look up Kristen Bell. I know I know the name, and I know I know her, but I'm not picturing her. And I, I feel like Chris Pine and Kristen Bell together it's, would work really well. I think. Who Chris's? Jay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm very very mad. Why? Why? I didn't think that I didn't think of Kristen Bell <laughs> first because uh, no, that is. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. Yours is better. Like, like in a remake, in a remake of the Princess Bride, like to me, Kristen Bell would be a perfect Buttercup. That's why I picked her. From the Good Place, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah. That's uh, same that movie of my life. Kristen Bell would be cast as Whitney. Yeah, no, that's yeah, no. Yours is better, Jay. I just I. I don't know. I think I just thought like I I put Kristen Bell as Buttercup and then I was trying that helped me think of a Wesley yeah. because yeah. I was like oh man these two together doing scenes like just imagine the fire swamp scene of him being like I I don't think it's that bad and her just being like what not saying I'd build a summer home here no it's perfect so Kristen Bell you there can- you go. Save money and cast her husband is is uh, Wesley. Get a get a two for one there. I did think about that. <laughs> Dax Shepard is Wesley, but I think I can forgive him for chips now. Who is Move this? On. Dax Shepard. D A X Shepard. He was a comedian. It was kind of big in like the mid two thousands. He was uh, in. He was in um um uh the Jumanji sequel thingy. Yes. Zathura. Yes. Oh, that one. Zathura? That's not a sequel to Jumanji. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the sequel to Jumanji. Not a sequel to Jumanji. The Jumanji sequel has the rock. The Jumanji sequel has the rock. Okay, anyway, Scott. Yeah. Oh. Nice. He's distracted by who Dak Shepard is now. I am. <laughs> He's digging. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I remember. I, 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 oh, that would have been good. Damn it. Hmm. I got to find a place to get him into this movie. Okay. <laughs> Damn, I think I may have recast my uh, my Wesley. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is it Dak Shepard now? Is it Dak no. Shepard now? Oh, okay. No, it's not... It's not uh, Dak Shepard. Uh, Who just Patrick, stumbled across? Patrick Wilson just popped up here. Just in I love Patrick Wilson, but Patrick That's... Wilson's almost fifty, so I don't. Ah, he can do it. You're pushing it. Ah, he can do it. Pushing it. Ah, he can do it. Fine. Um, now for my Buttercup, though, I uh, I actually went a, a little a little opposite of the the performance from from Jay because. You are right, uh, Robin Wright. Uh, like the first, almost the first half of this movie, at least the first act of this movie. Butter Princess Buttercup really is is less of a character and more of a plot device. You know, she doesn't actually do much. She's got that. You know, she like you said, she's just kind of there. I went opposite of that. I wanted somebody who could actually bring something to the scenes where she's still. You know, where we could flesh out her as a character in the first one uh, and stuff. And I wanted a little bit more attitude from from her. Um, and, and I was uh, I went with uh, Rebecca Romaine. 
as Buttercup. Okay, the silence is deafening. That is a universal no. Who was your original Wesley? My original Wesley was uh, uh, I, I keep wanting to say Rupert Grant, and I, I, I but it's uh, Tom Felton, Mal, Malfoy. Yeah, yeah. So Tom Felton and Rebecca Romaine. I don't think of them together. No, I just okay. This is why I'm not a casting director <sighs> in Hollywood. Now, if it's Patrick Wilson and Rebecca Romaine, yeah, they, they, that they, I can see. They would okay. In that case, let's let's do that. Patrick Wilson, and Rebecca Romaine. Okay. The power couple of the Princess Bride taking over the world, ruling it with an iron fist. Yes. It's got putting, to be right in the whole story now. Putting all of this is actually a sequel to Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. It's Princess Bride the Pirate Wars, where the new Dread Pirate Roberts comes in to dethrone. <laughs> I got Wesley, who's taking the throne. And no, 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 no. Also, no, there's no, a dragon in there because why not? And no, 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 no. Yes, yeah, so go recruit no, the Brood no, Squad to help them fight off. Yeah, the... yeah Wesley, Wesley. So, so uh, Patrick, uh, whatever the hell his name is, Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Patrick Wilson, Rebecca Romaine. You know, they they take over the throne and everything. They use the new Dread Pirate Roberts uh, to to help unite the pirates into their their navy. They go forth and conquer. I love this. It's actually mostly about the age of fighting sail. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of kissy stuff, but yeah. mostly it's about ships fighting. The the invasion of the other country that only gets mentioned because Scott wrote it. So it's yeah. yeah there you go. I love it. <laughs> I've heard worse ideas. <clears throat> Excuse All right. me. All right, that leads us to three of the most beloved characters ever. Uh, they're a band of ne'er-do-wells with mostly a heart of gold, uh, but they're led by the brains of the outfit, Vizzini. Vizzini. This was kind of a rough one. My my, I I, I feel less solid for my Vizzini as I do my Fezzik and my Indigo. Um, but I wanted somebody who could, because again, Vizzini has a lot of great comedic lines, so you want someone who can deliver those. He's got great energy. So you want somebody who's kind of up on energy. Uh, but you also want someone who can be a convincing jerk. Because um, that's also what he is. He, he keeps you know, yelling at, at, at Fezzik and Indigo. He's, he's kind of a jerk. You're not that upset when he dies. Um, also one of the best on-screen deaths ever. Right? Just... <laughs> <laughs> it just falls out of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so someone who can handle comedy, who can be a jerk, uh, who can, you could believe bossing the other two around. Um, he's on my brain lately because he killed it in the Mario movie, and I think he killed it in his episode of Mandalorian. Jack Black. Mm. And judging by Jay's reaction, I think he might have been thinking on similar lines. <laughs> Fuck you! He has, uh, to keep, he has to keep his current beard, though. God damn it. This is why we're the same person. I also have Jack Black as Vicini. Because, like, when I was thinking about casting him, I'm like, okay, the one line that was sticking in my head was never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line <laughs> and then dying. And I was like, man, Jack Black would kill that. And like just him every inconceivable. I, yes. No Dan one goes Dan over the top like he does. Yeah. I, right? I, I, 
He because and I was thinking that as you were describing it, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna say Jack Black. High energy, can do the comedy. He's a jerk and shallow Hal. Like he pulls that off perfect. I was thinking the King Kong remake where he's fantastic. As yeah, Carl Denham. Yeah, I'm just like, man, he is Vizzini. Like, and he's done the. If you've seen the the quarantine remake thing, Prince, yeah, Princess where everyone Bride. did one one shot. And he does. Um, he was the Dread Pirate Roberts, like for a couple of things. But I'm like, man, he would be good. So I am on board with you, Jack Black. So we have okay, we, we agree on that, Scott. So now, if I say Jack Black, is that going to throw us off here? Because no, I don't. I don't have Jack Black. Anymore. Not at all. <laughs> I don't actually, Scott. Um, we know we can always count on you for. Uh... The, the odd man out opinion, the, the way out there left field casting. Stuff because I just I like throwing curveballs at stuff. Your, your beautiful brain does not work the way the rest of ours does. No, no, it does not. Um, no, uh, I went with somebody uh, who I believe has unlimited range as an actor. I have yet to see them be able to pull off whatever the hell they do, uh, and I would love to see. Huh? Is it Carl Urban? Unlimited power. Sorry, yeah, it's not Carl Urban. Oh, okay. I think we all have Carl Urban in the same role. I'm and we're we're dwindling down. So, <laughs> no, um, actually, um, I uh, I put uh, oh, although I could switch this person and my 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 uh, my my Carl Urban, I could switch these two, and it would still be interesting. I went with Kenneth Branagh. Because I would love to see his take on the scene. It would be different. It would be different. But, but I'm but, with you. I can't say no to Kenneth Branagh. Because yeah, he can. He can. He can hit every range you give him. You know, I would. I would love to see him doing something. You know, in in there where it's not. He doesn't quite give it that manic kind of a thing. You know, that mm-hmm. uh, what's his name did. Um. Uh. But. Still, you can see the calculating. You can like, like seeing him, you know, doing that that whole, you know, uh, test of wits, you know, yeah, and everything. Seeing him play that scene is 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 what I want. You know, yeah, somewhere between his his Hercule Poirot uh-huh. and uh, um, oh, what is his character from Harry Potter? Uh, in the second oh, movie, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, the guy that makes him lo- he loses his own memory because he yeah yeah himself. but he, but he's he's got that whole put upon personality of yes. the greatest wizard yeah. somewhere in between those two I think yeah. he would make again different but that's not a bad thing uh, when you're doing when you're talking remake it's it's good to to be different but still bring it and yeah I again that would be different but I'm I'm here for it yeah and you know John now yes, that you made, when you said Jack Black is Vizzini. I'm now wondering that there's maybe like an 80 to 85% chance we have the same Inigo. There's only one option for Inigo Montoya. And if we don't all say the same answer, somebody is in the wrong. Because we're, I'm, he wasn't next on my list, but we're going to jump right to it. Okay, Inigo Montoya. Uh, you kill his father, prepared to die. The man who was seeking revenge. The man who has dedicated himself to the blade and also revenge. Uh, the man who has, again, that charm, uh, can handle the action scenes. Um, but is also a great supporting character. His friendship yeah. with Fezzik is beautiful. So someone who can handle that element of it. There's yeah. only one option. There's only one. Danny DeVito. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's what I had to. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Hey, never mind then. <laughs> Who did you have, Scott? Carl Urban is my indigo. Oh, okay. Well, well hey, there he is. You can't Carl argue Urban. Carl Urban. No, I've got I've got yes. Carl Urban as my indigo. Uh, okay. Uh, and, and everything, because because uh, yeah, I want to I want to see him doing doing all of that um, uh, that that you all just said. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, no, that's that's where I've got Carl. I I thought everybody, I thought he was a lock. I just thought it no. was like a no brain. Pedro Pascal exists. Pedro so. Pascal. And so in my mind, when I was thinking about an ego and then helping me cast Wesley, the Pedro Pascal, Chris Pine fencing scene would be amazing in my mind. Like the, the whole quippiness, the lines going back and forth, the fighting. In fact, in my remake, I would extend that fight scene just a little bit more. I don't think that scene is to be extended at all. That scene is perfection, sir. Okay perfection we're gonna have a hard time we either have to just redo the choreography exactly because because uh bob anderson is no longer with us to re-choreograph it i don't i don't know what you do there man yeah but yeah i'm with that like i said as soon as you said jack black and i was like oh man i bet we have the same ego but yeah pedro pascal all righty then uh yeah um I mean, he would make a good Inigo, obviously. He he would, but... Uh, uh, no, Carl. Carl Urban as Inigo would be good, too. I'd, yeah. I'm interested, because who was your Wesley? My Wesley? Yeah. Tom Felton. Tom, Originally. that would be... No, I thought we went with Patrick Wilson. Well, yeah, I, yeah, but I've since retconned that. Originally, it was oh, Tom okay. Felton, and, 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 uh, uh, but now I've gone with uh, Patrick Wilson. Uh, I think that would be... That'd be an interesting fight scene between those two. It wouldn't be bad. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. I love Carl Urban. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I just, and, and I wasn't driven by the 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 fencing. Well, the fencing scene yeah. with Wesley. To me, the fencing scene with Wesley is 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 is, is the backseat fencing scene. Because yeah. when it comes to an ego. You've got his square off with the six finger man. Like that should yeah. be the showcase fencing fencing sequence uh, so, of of the 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 the, the thingy. Um, but so it'll I, be interesting to see. Sorry, Scott. No, I was going in my mind for Carl Urban with that because Carl Urban does have good comedic timing. It doesn't get utilized a lot, but he has it. And uh, like uh, some of some of Anigo's, you know, you know, you keep using this word. I don't think it means what you think it means. But in a in a Carl Urban you know delivery, uh, and I don't want him doing that that accent. You know, I, I don't want him doing the accent. I just want him to be Carl Urban. Uh, but also, you know, that the whole thing with Wesley, you know, on the parapet, you know, and everything. When when Wesley, they they feed him the the pill, you know, and and he's like, but where where are you? What happened? Blah blah blah. And he's like, let me let me explain. Now there's too much. Let me sum up. Uh, I love. Like I could just see him doing that that double take and stuff. So his more comedic moments was what was kind of driving my uh, uh, my casting there, putting Carl Urban in that because he has that really great deadpan kind of yeah delivery. What I was gonna say is I'm interested then to see who your six figured fingered man is gonna be. Yeah, so, so. am I. But we'll get to that <laughs> first. First, we have to circle back and finish out the uh, the band of ne'er do wells. <laughs> 
so we have our Vizini, we have our Inigo, we need our Fezzik, we need the Brute Squad. And this is a beloved role. Uh, Andre the Giant is immortalized in this role, and he has, <laughs> he has put his stamp on this forever. So much like my Buttercup, I am just trying to, okay, in 2023, who does this role? Who does the complete, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I look physically intimidating, uh, you're scared of me, I'm imposing, but also I'm sort of the gentle giant um that that kind of humor that just comes from his this the the juxtaposition of he looks giant but really he's super nice like that kind of juxtaposition anybody want a peanut um and i might just be um uh, typecasting because this person's already played a character very much like this who looks physically imposing and and is capable of, of of you know great horrible violence but is also just sort of Kind of an idiot, but lovable at the same time. This might be typecasting, but my Fezzik, my Brewery Squad, is Dave Batista, aka Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, I'm just casting <laughs> Drax, but in a fantasy yeah. setting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would, I would definitely watch Dave Batista uh, so, doing Fezzik. My trio was Jack Black, Dave Batista, Pedro Pascal. I don't hate it. Okay. Um, but when I was thinking of casting this, I wanted a physically imposing person who has also been in film and television. And when I was thinking about it, I wasn't necessarily thinking about it in terms of like trying to replicate exactly how Andre the Giant did it. Um but definitely picking in the same vein as that. So my Fezzik is Paul White, W-I-G-H-T, which you might not know. Um, he is also known as The Big Show from WWE. Okay. Or he was the giant when he was on WCW. What, what, what acting has he done? Yeah. He was he was Captain Insano, yeah, I've seen in him. the Water Boy. Yeah, um, he's done like one-off episodes of a lot of TV shows. Yeah, um, he's in he Jingle acts, All the Way. He literally, yeah, he literally acts every time he goes into the ring when he was wrestling. I don't know if he's still wrestling. Wrestling acting kayfabe is is not movie acting. No, I mean he he's done acting acting. He can't act. Uh, I, I'm just saying that's. That's what I was going with. I want somebody who actually is physically imposing. And I, I, there weren't many choices. Yeah, and I, then I like I, it. I, 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 am, I am completely on board with, with that one. So that, take the man who's been typecast as the next Andre the Giant in his entire career and cast him in Andre the Giant. Yeah. Yep. Okay. If it ain't brought to a fix it, right? Yeah. <laughs> You can't get Andre the Giant again, so next best thing. Wish. This is the Wish version of Andre the Giant. Wow. <laughs> if that doesn't sum up his career. Okay, uh, Scott, what you got? Wow. Um, I have cast uh, as this, at least the, I thought, is uh, a, a, an actor um, that whose name I do not know. Um, oh, that guy. And I've only hair? ever I've only ever seen him in one thing. <laughs> but 
but but I love him in that role. Uh, he's a little bit physically uh, demanding. I'm trying to find him now. He's in an episode of House. He's the patient, so he's only in one episode. And I'm trying to remember where that episode is so I can get his name. Hang on. I think it's around season, it's either season four or season five. Uh, I think it's possible. No, because he's not there. No, no. Now, I said Scott goes with some off-the-wall left-field casting choices, but I do believe the patient from that one episode of House might just take the cake <laughs> in the most random casting we've had so far. Damn it, where is he? I was I was trying to find because I don't know the actor's name because he's he's no one, one of does. those he's one of those actors that you know he does episodes of things all uh-huh. of, you know, uh, but he's never like like headlined a movie, so he's never been anywhere around that. Uh, uh, nope, that's the Air Force pilot. Hang on, I know it's right here somewhere. Nope, that's the hallucination girl. Nope, that's the mirror dude. Nope, that's the CIA dude. Uh, uh, ah, damn it! I thought I knew where he was. Ah, there he is. No more Mister Nice Guy. There he is. Season four, episode thirteen. Uh, now I've just got to find him. Yeah, Paul Ray is uh is is who I cast. Yeah, no, you're not going to know who that is. You'll have to look him up. Um, but he's a he's a bit larger of a man, so he does have the the physical physicality. And in No More Mr. Nice Guy, he plays, basically he plays a guy who House uh, says is too nice. Nobody can be this nice, and he thinks it's a symptom. Um, but there's, there's a point in the episode where while they're messing around with his brain, they, they re-shift him, and he gets basically very aggressive. You know, he goes from nice to aggressive, so he, he can do that. And I think he could pull this one off. R A Y or R E Y? R E E. Yeah, R A E. Paul R A E. He has a two by his name, so he might be there. Might be another one in in SAG or something. But yeah. Once again, I've seen him in a bunch of things, and I know him mainly from from that episode of House. Uh, I don't know if I've seen him in anything. I think I could. Uh, I, th- I think he could do this. Okay. All right. So, so I guess we're we're torn on on uh, Fezzik, I guess you could say. We're all. We well, all we were we opinion. were we were lockstep on two of the three here, Jace. <laughs> all right. <sighs> all right then. So the ne'er do wells. We know that they're, they're bad guys, sure, but at least two of them kind of have hearts of gold. And end up flipping, you know, turning heel and then helping out our heroes. But we have to have a proper villain, right? You can't have a good story, a good drama without a proper villain. Just an out-and-out bad guy, right? And our bad guy, the man who puts all this in motion, who hires them to kidnap his own fiancé to start a war, Prince Humperdinck. And given how low we are on the list, and that two of us haven't cast Carl Urban yet, I think I might know where we're going with this, Jay. Jay's being stone-faced. I don't, I don't think know. Jay's on board with you. <laughs> okay, I cast Carl Urban as Prince Humperdinck. He's charming enough that in those scenes when he's trying to appeal to Buttercup and saying, hey, look, I'm not that bad of a guy. Just marry me. We can have... This can work. He's also handsome as fuck, so, like, that helps, right? You know, sugar makes the medicine go down. Uh, but 
Again, he can play a great villain. He never gets to play villains as much. Billy Butcher's kind of on the edge of being a villain. Um, again, it's a schlocky, terrible movie, but go watch Priest, where he's just chewing up the scenery as the bad guy. He's awesome at it. Uh, so my Prince Humperdinck uh, is Carl Urban. I, I never disagree with Carl Urban. That's not a bad choice. Uh, I just didn't pick him in this role. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but I like your choice. I see what you're saying. He's a good-looking guy. He's going to play that role. He's going to be a good bad guy. It's going to be great. Um, like, we know he's going to be the bad guy, but the character, yeah. at least at first, are like, okay, well, he's his only real crime when you first meet him is he wants to marry Buttercup. So you learn later how much of a creep he is. That's what I had in mind when I did my casting of Humperdinck. I'm like, I need a good-looking guy. I need somebody that we're going to believe is an okay guy, and then he can turn heel, and this might be a little on the nose, um, but he can turn heel. And then I also thought of somebody who, like, that scene with Wesley at the end when he's like, you know, drop your sword. And he's like, okay. Like, I was thinking of that scene as well, uh, who can sort of pull off a little bit of that comedy. Um, so my Prince Humperdinck, Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh, okay. I'm supposed to be the left field guy, Dave. <laughs> he does it in he does it in the Spider-Man movie. Um, yeah. He he's he's a good actor. I like him. He's he's got the looks to pull off. Like, hey, I'm a suave guy, you know. And I think he would really sell as Prince Humperdinck. And yeah. I just think the interaction between. Jake Gyllenhaal, Kristen Bell, and Chris Pine would be enough to sell this movie with, you know, the minor hiccup of of Paul White as Fezzik. Right, no, no. I, it, it did not pop into my head, but I can't argue against it. That's, that's, that's solid casting. He could definitely pull that off. Uh, like you said, uh, his, 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 his uh, role in Spider-Man Far From Home is spot on tone. <clears throat> where you want him to be for this movie. So, yeah. Yeah. And we know he can do comedy because he's Bubble Boy. So, yeah. He can handle that. Mm-hmm. Scott. Oh, he's good. Um, that is not, you know, uh, so for my Humperdinck, because uh, I was trying to think along the same lines as, as, as Jay, you know, where he's got the, uh, uh, he's got the, where he can put forth a good face long enough for, you know, the audience to, kind of sell it and then we find out he's going to be the villain and 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 he can be mean <clears throat> or he can he can play a villain but then he can like you said he can turn it around and you know do the you know kind of the, the comedic you know okay you know that type of thing and he sits down and when wesley's like i can barely stand oh i knew it you know that type of thing and stuff i went with uh, david Tennant for my prince oh of- that's good oh so I love me some David Tennant. Yeah. That that irreverent humor that he can bring into stuff. Yes. Along with. Uh, yeah, on, on a dime can go from being over the top, quirky, kind of goofy, doctory to uh, the Purple Man from uh, Jessica Jones, where he's just, yeah. just yeah. creepy and ugh, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh boy, that's good. That's good. Your Patrick Wilson also would have been a good Humperdinck, I think, Scott. Patrick but, Wilson uh, would have been a good Humperdinck, too. But I, I think so, yeah. David Tennant is good, man. It's, uh, 
anyway. All righty. Although now that I think about it, Patrick Wilson as 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 Humperdinck with David Tennant as the Six Finger Man playing off each other. Um, well, we're we're going there next because every good villain needs a henchman, uh, and his right hand man, who happens to have six fingers, is Count Rugen, aka the Six Fingered Man. So, Scott, are you swapping things around? I'm here? not swapping things around because I okay. still because. Because I ha- I have to go with my original pick for at least to to talk about it because it's gonna it, it's gonna close the loop for us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to go ahead and? You want me no, to- no, no, I, I just didn't. If that was gonna be your choice, I, I jumped no, to you. But, no, no, no. Uh, this is my most Scott Cox off the wall casting on my list. Oh. Um, I love this actor. Uh, I think he's proven he can pull off just about anything. He started out in comedy. He then jumped uh, and went to drama uh, and, and stole the show he was on so much they had to give him a spinoff, uh, which was better than the original show, Come At Me. I'll get to that later. Um, he's also proved he can definitely handle action scenes. Um, and someone who, again, is not the person you would you would jump to casting in this role, but someone I think would be perfect in it. You also need somebody who you, you can you can hold a zone in a fight against uh, Indigo, which is my Pedro Pascal. Uh, so somebody who could who could go to a fight with with Pedro Pascal, and you could believe could maybe hold a zone for at least a little bit till the torturing starts. Um, if you want someone to play a great henchman with great comedic timing, because uh, we had a Monty Python alum in the original role. Um, I think he's a Monty Python alum. Anyway, uh, no, it was David Guest, right? In the original, never mind. Not Monty Python. Never mind. I was thinking no, of somebody else. Take all that, throw it right out. Uh, just a great comedian uh, who can handle that role, but handle the deadpanness, all, all that stuff. My mind went to Bob Odenkirk, aka Saul Goodman from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, aka the star of one of the best action movies in the last couple of years, Nobody. Uh, if you haven't seen that yet, what what are you? fucking waiting for it go see it it's awesome um again unassuming kind of shorter in stature but can deliver that evil can handle the comedy uh again he's off the wall but i i love this actor and i want to see him get cool off the wall roles so my my count rugen is bob odenkirk aka saul goodman okay i like it um i'm having i have a hard time seeing bob odenkirk as anything but Saul, because I've only seen him in like a couple of things. Just That's picture just... Saul. That's fine. <laughs> Saul's perfect. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, um, my six-fingered man. He, I don't have much to say. He is the the man, the myth, the legend, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. There we go. That's all three Carl Urbans on the board, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I was thinking how awesome it would be to see Carl Urban and Pedro Pascal fencing in that scene. And like what Scott was saying earlier about why he wanted Carl Urban as um, an ego is kind of the same reason I would want him as the six fingered man where he's just sort of like he's got that comedic timing. He can hold his own in the action scenes. Um, I think those two in that scene at the end would be awesome together. Um, I also think about him in the, um, oh, no, I can't think of it. Where did the, the torture machine? Uh, what do they call it, though? The cave of, no. Isn't there a name for it? Oh. Um, 
I can't think of it right now. Yeah, it's something. But when he, yeah, when he's torturing Wesley and he goes, <laughs> that line where he's just like, and how did that make you feel? And Wesley just goes, uh, interesting. Like, I can see Carl Urban doing that. Yeah. So that's. See, my problem with Carl Urban in this role, and this is why I cast him as an ego, uh, or Inigo, however you want to uh, pronounce his name, is ultimately. Count Ruben, 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 the Ruben sandwich dude is um, ultimately he's a coward because you know when when he's facing off against in in, in Inigo and he, he realizes he can't beat him he just runs and 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 I I mean we we call Carl Urban call fucking Urban for a reason you don't run you know yeah not like this. So ultimately, he's a coward. I didn't want to put Carl Urban in that. Uh, and and but with the 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 comedic aspects that you're talking about, and this, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's why I went with who I went with instead of Carl Urban. It is because of that, because of him ultimately being a coward. I will say Carl Urban's role or portrayal as uh, Scourge, the executioner from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, spot on, Count Rugen. Well. Yeah, but other than the whole heroic redemption at the end, but up to that, yeah, I, but see, I think and, he can... and, yeah, and there's the thing. I mean, yeah, his his portrayal as 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 scourge, scourge, scourge um, yeah, he's he's very much a, a, a wishy washy, you know, but, but he's still not a coward. He steps up when it's time. Eventually, he he doesn't he doesn't just drop his weapon and run away. What? I think that'd be, I think that would make that scene funnier where like they're about to square off in the hallway and you see Carl Urban and Pedro Pascal and then Carl Urban just like, nope. And then he just turns tail and yeah, it's, yeah, no, yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's not yeah. so much a question of could Carl Urban pull it off. I think, yes, he could pull it yeah. off. I think yeah. our argument is more, there may be someone better suited is generally when we, when we disagree with the, the Carl Urban yeah. casting is it's not that we ever doubt Carl Urban could play anything because we, we would never do that on this show. There just maybe somebody better suited. Yeah, he's just the. It was the best fit for him in my casting. Let me put it that way. That's That's fair. That's fine. However, I went a little bit different route. Here we go. I thought this was funny. No, no, no. Okay, so in Star Trek: The Next Generation, season four, episode (laughs) twelve, there's a guest star. (laughs) There's this guy. He's He's walking down corridor. He's he's an extra. He's not even a guest star, but he had a look about him. See, uh, see. Now I just want to look up what is season four, episode twelve, to see is there somebody in that that I could do this. There's this random red shirt who's sitting at a control panel. He only he doesn't have a single line. You, you don't see the back of his head. He's at a he's at a control console. But he acted the back. He acted the shit out of the back of his head. Is what he did. There's just something about the back of his head. Season four, episode twelve is the wounded. It's the first time you see the Cardassians, and the actor who ultimately goes on to play Gul Dukat, Mark Alamo, would make a great. Count Rukin. <laughs> Wait, the Kardashians are in Star Trek? Don't don't make that joke. Don't be that. Everyone makes that joke. Everyone original knows Jay. that joke. No, you you go sit in the corner for making that joke. Yeah. We expect Sorry. better dumb jokes from you. God, whatever. Yeah. Trying to make a joke over here. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's overdone. Yeah, that's like when you're at the grocery store and something's not ringing up right. You go, oh, it must be free. No, no, it's not. <laughs> you know it's not. Don't be that guy. Uh, 
Uh, I didn't even know it was a joke. I don't watch Star Trek that much. Uh, and yet you claim to be a fan, you bastard. But yeah, oh, Mark Lamo would, would do it. Uh, uh, but okay, uh, before I sit least, you down that tangent, at least back in the nineties, uh, I think I don't always. Which, by the way, Scott, I appreciate you diving down that well <laughs> to, to call my bluff. Oh, I was like, I gotta go see what episode twelve is now for season four. Oh, it's that one. Yeah, yeah, he can do that. Um, no, uh, to close the loop, uh, because of of his uh, actually because of the D and D movie, I went with Chris Pine as my Count Ruby. Ooh, okay, okay. Because I could definitely see him doing doing the all of, like you said the the interview at the, uh, the was it the Pit of Despair? Is that what it's Sounds called? right. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and, and everything at um, uh, the torture machine. Uh, I can see him, you know, being the right hand to uh, to uh, 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 to Humperdinck. Uh, I can see him doing the the running away when when faced by Carl Urban when they have their their showdown, you know, uh, uh, and everything, you know, yeah, pit, of, pit of despair, yeah, yeah, pit of despair, and. Uh, uh, but yeah, Chris Pine is who I went with for for my for my my Reuben sandwich dude. You also don't don't get to see him be a villain much, and and that can be fun. Yeah, to watch someone really get to sink their teeth into that that villain role. Sorry, I I had a I had a joke. It's not as timely anymore because I forgot the name. But you know, John, you set me up, and I had to go back to 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 this. You said thanks, Scott, for diving down that well. Yeah. And and my joke is just call him Baby Jessica. Wow. 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 Oh my god. For, for diving down that. <laughs> oh, damn. Do, do you get most of your jokes from 30 years ago? <laughs> Come on, that was a good one. That one. <laughs> wow. It was better than your low-hanging fruit Star Trek joke. I'll give you that. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. As soon as maybe, John maybe said we, that, I was like, I googled who was the baby that fell in the well, and then I had to. <laughs> okay, let's finish this out. We have two roles. I put them as a pair, just like the grandpa and the grandson. Uh, we have Miracle Max and wife. Does the wife ever actually have a name? Yeah, v- v- uh, Valerie. Okay, I looked it up. Valerie. Okay. Miracle Max and Valerie, um, the out and out comic relief of the movie. Not that the movie is ever really that heavy, but as far as like every role here kind of has a comedic moment to it, but these are just flat out. They're here for the jokes. Uh, we're here for the goofiness. We're here for the jokes. We're here for the, the, the wackiness. Um, the immortal line, goodbye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. They'll never make it. Like they, you know, it's just, just, just perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I cast straight up comedian, uh, another talent who I absolutely love, who elevates everything he's in just by being in it. Uh, and a, a uh, I, I don't want to call her up and coming because uh, she's not. She's she's kind of pretty well established at this point, but still newer in her career. Um, she's popping up in all kinds of stuff and she always steals the show when she does. Uh, my Miracle Max and Valerie, John C. Riley as Miracle Max and Kate McKinnon as Valerie. I love me some John C. Riley. 
he That's makes another, everything better just by being in it. It's another actor that has, you know, just such a wide range on what he can do. Uh, that, yeah, he's my favorite part of the movie Chicago. He's the only good part of the movie Chicago. Great. His, 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 uh, his performance of uh, Mr. Cellophane. God, I love that. Even in movies where he's mostly comedic, like uh, Kong Skull Island, where he's mostly kind of there for comic relief, he also gets a handful of moments where he just, on a dime, will like steal your. He he ends up being the heart of that movie, the scene where he gets to go home at the end and see his his wife and his son who he's never met, and he gets the hot dog and the cold beer on uh-huh. opening day. Really, like yep. that's it. It's, just, it's, yeah, he yeah. nails it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like, mean, it's uh, it's it's just like going back to Chicago, where the one time you know Billy Flynn gets his name right because he's on the stand. It's the only time it's important to get it right. But the look of sheer joy on his face. Like it's just a look. He has no line there, but it's 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 like one of the most memorable little things in the in the movie. Sorry, J.I. Go ahead. No, it's off John's Kong Skull Island. My favorite John C. Riley moment in that is when they're sitting on the down tree and he goes, "You hear that? Those are ants. You gotta be careful." And then you hear the whistling, and he's like, "Yeah, hear it? Sounds like a bird, but it's a fucking ant." Huh. <laughs> I love that part. Uh... I don't know why I call him Skull Crawler. I've never called him that out loud before. It sounds super sound. You call him something else. Uh, again, now that this role requires him to to, to pull on that those dramatic uh, uh, talents, but he can. But I feel like he too often his comedy gets lost behind Will Ferrell, um, and he's a much better actor than Will Ferrell, and he deserves more credit on his own. Um, so yeah, John C. Riley is my miracle max. And Kate McKinnon also is is she has that goofball manic energy. Um, that matches uh, what's her name, Carol? Carol Kane. Kane, thank you. Uh, from the original, um, again, I, I'm locked into that original movie. I'm sort of just picking, okay, who matches that kind of energy? And and for for comedians right now, Kate McKinnon, I think nails that just crazy off the wall energy. Um, so that's what I got. Uh, so I I have two choices for each because. Um, this was Megan's idea. She's like, she helped move this along in, in coming up with our topic. Why don't you give us your choices and then we'll do Scott's and then we'll do Megan's choices. Okay. So my choice is, uh, you guys might think this is a dumb idea, but my, my thought was, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I'm recasting Billy Crystal and Carol Kane as Miracle Max and his wife. I'm I'm bringing them back and with less makeup because he doesn't need as much now because he's older. But I loved Billy Crystal and Carol Kane doing this. I could I could not see other people. I was so locked into them in this part and it's it's not a huge part of the movie, but it's well it, it, it gives us a, a, a great line change. You know, have fun storming the castle. Didn't we do this before? <laughs> yeah. We done this yeah, something like that. I'm behind. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I think they would. Yeah, because they're, they, they're still there. They still. Yeah. I'd... If you're going to bring anyone back from the original, I think it's those two. I think that's the perfect sweet spot of memorable, but not main cast. So if you're going to bring anybody from the main cast back in, with maybe one exception, I think that's the spot to go. The only other place I would maybe accept bringing somebody back is if you had Fred Savage playing the grandpa now, um, which is a bit of a stretch. He's not that old yet. But 
I know. I, 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 I think that's, yeah, again, if you're going for that sweet nostalgia, um, those are the two to bring back. How great would it be like you're sitting in theaters watching the remake of The Princess Bride and like you've got Pedro Pascal. For me, it's Pedro Pascal, the giant, and then um, Chris Pine, you know, and they open the door and it's Billy Crystal again. And everybody's like, ah, it's Miracle Max. And like you're just punched in the face with nostalgia. So that was my choice. Uh, I give you an automatic half star for lazy casting. But uh, <laughs> I don't hate it. Well, see, mine's not going to have as much punch now because Jay stole my thunder. You oh. son of a bitch. You know. Now, no, yours is better. I didn't bring back, uh, I didn't bring back uh, Billy Crystal and Carol Kane. But I did bring, this was where I brought somebody back from the original cast uh, as Mir- Miracle, well, for both of them. They're not both from the original cast, but for Miracle Max, I was I was putting in Wallace Shawn. I was putting in the original Vizzini as Miracle Max. And to play opposite him, uh, because they do have really good on-screen chemistry together, uh, if you've watched Young Sheldon, I was going to bring back, I w- not bring back, I was going to bring in Annie Potts as Valerie. I can't argue with Annie Potts, and and all the Sean is fantastic. So, but once again, Jay's already you know because he brought back the original people. So you know, my bringing back the original Vicini just in a different role. I'm giving you the half star to get away from Jay for lack of creativity. I'm giving you that half star, Scott. Yeah. Now that's. Wallace Shawn is great, and the, yes, the two of them together are hilarious, and uh, Annie Potts deserves more screen time. Uh, that, that's, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, that, that whole, when, when Valerie comes in, when, when, uh, when you know, when she calls him a liar. Liar! Yeah, you know. You're a liar! I, I could see uh, uh, Wallace Shawn basically, you know, pigeonholing them to try and get them out the door, and then Annie Potts coming in and berating him. Get back, witch. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. But after what you just said, I'm not sure I want to be that anymore. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, so anyway, that, that yeah. was my that was my Miracle Max and, and Valerie, so... There we go. I so, believe that is our entire cast, folks. Well, oh, yeah. Megan had a night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, yeah. What is Megan's choice? Megan was on board with bringing back original cast members as well. Uh-oh. But she thought of a different pairing. Okay. Uh, so her idea was uh, Carrie Elways and Robin Wright as Miracle Max and his wife. That would be a fun little... Yeah. That would be a fun... Yeah. Yeah. I-, I could see that as well, yeah. And I was like, I could definitely see those two. It'd be hilarious because you could probably put enough makeup on them that people would be like, uh, is that? Holy shit, it is. You know, and then they... I could definitely see that easy. Because then, Scott, you could also have your play on <laughs> have fun storming the castle. Do you think they make it? Ah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Yeah. So. Uh, but I do have a bonus one, if you guys want to hear my bonus one. Because as soon as I started doing this, and I was, like, going through the casting, and I was remembering scenes... I feel like we did. We would be remiss if we did not cast one more part. So he's my bonus role, and that bonus role is the albino. 
Oh, yeah, the albino. And for my movie, my albino is Seth Rogen. I'm not a huge Seth Rogen fan, but I could see it. I could see him doing it. I don't it. hate it. He's not. Sorry. I don't think he's in the movie long enough to like do anything super stupid. But like that delivery of the line of like where he's like clearing his throat, I could see him doing the like ah, you're in the pit of despair. <clears throat> Sorry, it's the pit of despair. Well, you gotta get that cockney there. Yeah. So it's the uh, pit of despair. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, if I hadn't cast Jack Black already, I think Jack Black would be great in that role. But I have cast Jack Black already. So, uh, Scott just threw out the whole Cockney accent thing. Uh, so, again, I would cast a comedian in this role. And if you want that accent, uh, get the genuine thing. So, I'm going to go with uh, Ricky Gervais. Oh, yes. Yes, he would make a great albino. All right, that is That is good. Just put him in British office mode where he's making terrible puns the entire time. Yeah. He, he's, he's someone's finally in the pit of despair for him to test out his his material on. Love it. Uh, That's all I got. If you if John had not already used him as Miracle Max, John C. Riley would be a good albino. Yeah, if we're bringing back the original cast or doing uh, um, uh, the original Wesley and Buttercup, then uh, yeah, if John C. Riley doesn't get the part of Miracle Max, he would definitely be a good torture so yeah i agree completely where did we leave that wheelbarrow with the albino i think and see (laughs) that's the hard part with this movie is every role no matter how small leaves an impression marriage is what brings us together today such a great cast yeah you got something, Scott? No, no, I, 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 I can't do better than Ricky Gervais. I will also, I'll throw out Megan's idea was if you have Carrie Elways and Robin Wright as Miracle Max and his wife, then bring back Billy Crystal as the priest that marries them. That'd be funny. Could definitely so, do that. Yeah, just and, like kind of like scatter in some yeah. camp. Sprinkle them here and there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, as Billy Crystal, as the impressive clergyman is what he's listed at, listed as. I do like the opportunity, like you said, if you if you bring back um, the original Miracle Max and, and uh, Valerie. <laughs> Half on wrong with, didn't, didn't we do this before? Yeah, like 30 years ago. Look, we had less makeup last time. Like, it's just, it's just the, yeah. the, that, or again, with Robin Wright, or Robin Penn, Robin Wright and uh, Carrie Elway is coming back in. <laughs> well, we did. Like, yeah, I think that's that's there's some fun to be had there. I like that. There's there's that's good nostalgia. Yeah, it's, it's it's see, it's not the entire movie built upon that. It's just it's a little nugget to acknowledge. We know we're we're doing a thing that was already done very well. Um, and this is hard because, like, as Carrie Elway's once said on Twitter, I believe there's a shortage of perfect films in the world. It would be a shame to, to ruin this one. Because uh, Princess Bride is a damn near perfect movie. It is really good. So I think we got some good casting choices here. Uh, once again, Jay and I, 
can't get through a list without casting the same person somewhere because we're just wired that way. Uh, but I do think, again, uh, in a world where Pedro Pascal exists and you're going to redo Inigo Montoya, you have to cast him. That's pretty much pretty much how it has to be. So, yeah. There you go. Any uh, Anything else to add? Anything else to, to comments? Any other uh, curveballs to throw or random surprise castings? No, but uh, since we were talking about this and it's being a, it being a perfect movie, I do recall the first time I watched it yes. was on a bus, like a bus trip to for a speech contest with Miss Reapy. You remember Miss Reapy? That was the first time you saw this movie? Yeah. And and so like we're driving and um, she's like, oh, we're going to put in a movie. And I was like, what movie? And she's like, The Princess Bride. And I was like, what's The Princess Bride? And she's like, oh, my God. Just imagine, Miss. you remember Miss Reapy being like, you've never seen this movie? And then I remember watching it and going, I couldn't hear most of it most of the time because you're on a tour bus. But I then watched it again and I was like, wow, this is hilarious. So I had it rented for me when I was like six or seven against my will, because it's a movie called The Princess Bride. Yeah. To which... You know, six, seven-year-old John Peacock was like, Ugh. I was very much that Fred Savage kid, okay? As annoying as Scott may find him. I was like, oh, is there going to be kissy stuff? I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch. That sounds like a movie you rent for my sister that I am forced to watch. Uh, but I was forced to watch, and thank God, because as soon as it started, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And by the time you get to that greatest sword fight in cinema history, I was like, oh, okay. So it was pretty badass. I don't think I said badass at six or seven years old, but still. Um yeah, it was it was forced upon me, but but thankfully so because it's a great movie. Yeah, Scott, your first time seeing Princess Bride in theaters. This is where Scott goes. You know, I don't think I've ever seen Princess Bride. <laughs> I've just seen those clips. <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> I didn't I didn't see it in theaters. I know that. I don't remember the first time I saw The Princess Bride. I really don't. I may have rented it in, in, in VHS form. <laughs> um, yeah, I do not recall the first time I saw it. I really Fair don't. Fair enough. Fair enough. Rodents of unusual size? I don't, I don't think, think it is. Any more random quotes to toss out, Jay? No, there's just so many. I could, I could okay. spend all day quoting that movie well then that is our list for a hypothetical remake of princess bride that's who we'd cast who would you cast let us know do you like our choices do you hate all of our choices do you want to uh throw them out and substitute your own let us know who would you cast in all these iconic amazing roles how did we do um what other movies do you want us to see us remake slash recast with the inclusion of the great bacon of cinema carl urban let us know in the comments and maybe we'll circle back around to it. But until next time, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert. Have fun storming the castle.